history of this church, and we come together as a family to praise and to honor our God. Let's stand and let's sing together. Come worship Christ the King. Come worship Christ the King. Alleluia. Amen. Praises to Him we bring. Alleluia. Amen. With grateful heart and voice, before His throne rejoice. Praises His gracious choice. Alleluia. Amen. Come lift our hearts on high. Alleluia. Amen. Let praises fill the sky. Alleluia. Amen. He is our guide and friend. Our lives on him depend. His love will never end. Alleluia. Amen. Alleluia. Come worship Christ the King. Christ the King, praises to Christ belong. Alleluia, amen. Life shall not end a song. Alleluia, amen. On heaven's joyful shore, his glory will adore, singing forevermore. Alleluia. the King. Alleluia. Come worship Christ the King. Come worship Christ the King. Alleluia. Amen. Shout Alleluia. Shout Alleluia. Shout Alleluia. Unto the Lord, shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah. Unto the Lord, sing aloud to God. Let the people shout before his throne, hallelujah. Sing aloud to God, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah unto the Lord. From the ends of the earth, from the depths of the sea, let all creation praise his name from the ends of the earth from the depths of the sea let all creation praise his name shout hallelujah shout hallelujah shout hallelujah unto 
Good morning, Greenville Oaks. What a great day to be here and to be a part of this church family, and we're glad that you're here. Uh, You got some special things in store for you, and God started it off just right with the rain. I mean, is that wonderful or what? Uh, God has rained down his blessings upon us and provided us with with wonderful things, and we're going to celebrate a lot of those today. 
Uh, if, if you're a guest with us, if, if you're not normally a part of our church family, this is a really, really different day. It's a really special day for, for our church family here at Greenville Oaks as we celebrate some of the things that God has been doing and the ways that he has been working and the ways that we see him continuing to work and working through this church and blessing this church and, and moving us to bring him greater glory. And we're so glad that you're here today. This is really, really a day to, to be here. Uh, if, if you're, if whoever's with us, whether you're a first time uh, guest or a charter member, would you do us a favor right now? Just take a pen or a pencil and fill out this registration form. It's right inside your bulletin. Take it and uh, tear off the little perforated section. We're going to ask you to place that in the offering in just a few minutes as it comes by. That's all we'll ask you to put in our, in our offering uh, when, it, when it comes by where you're sitting, but we really appreciate you doing that. We would like to give you a little gift. Uh, you can pick it up at the Welcome Center after we conclude today. It's uh, a book, <clears throat> and uh, it's just with our compliments to say this is kind of something about where our heartbeat is here at, at Greenville Oaks. And we'd love to answer any questions you have, get to know you, uh, or, or whatever. But <clears throat> please give us please give us that form so that we can uh, that we can know who you were that you were here and uh, and say hello later. Uh, because this is a really special day, our elders are going to be involved in a lot of things up here this morning. Normally, our elders are in this room, a prayer room, just to the rear of this this large room, our worship center. They're not going to be there. But there will be some elder couples that are going to be right up here at the end of our, our worship time today, at the end of our service. So if you have something on your heart, uh, if you're wanting to understand how to make a faith commitment and be baptized into Christ, if, uh, if there's a burden you're carrying or just a joy, just some time you want to spend, they will be here to receive you at the end of our service today. So we don't, want you to think, we don't want you to go back there expecting to be there now as they normally are, but we don't want you to think that they're not going to be available because, because they will. Great things happening. First of all, we're going to have Stephen Minister commissioning today. These are people that have spent months and hours and hours of training to be a blessing to people in our church family and in our community. And they do a phenomenal job. You'll hear more about that in a few minutes, but we're excited about new Stephen ministers joining that, uh, that way that God is working and moving in the lives of people. <clears throat> Second, uh, this is the day we begin our new Bible classes at Greenville Oaks for the summer. Uh, there's, a, there's a little flyers around. There's some in the front or in, in different places that describe the different classes. It was in the bulletin last Sunday. Hope that you'll stay and be a part of those. All of them will go for six weeks and then repeat, so you get a chance to go to two. With the exception of two of the classes, uh, the two classes, music and worship and living with teenagers, happen only once. The music and worship class will happen the first six weeks. Living with teenagers will happen the second six weeks. So uh, just, just make a note of that, and I hope that you'll, you'll be a part of that. That's always a, a blessing. And then third... And if you remember this church, you've probably heard a little bit about this in the last year. Today is the day that we announce who God has called to be our new preaching minister. We've had a phenomenal group of people spend literally thousands of man hours over the last 10 plus months. 
And God has been at work in some amazing ways, and you'll hear a little bit about some of that later on in our service today. But we're so thankful that, uh, that we're at the end of that journey and uh, excited about what God is doing there. Right now, I want to invite our shepherds, our elder couples to come up, if you would, please, uh, because we want to recognize somebody very, very special uh, to the Greenville Oaks family. Would Shane and, uh, and Rhonda Gower come up? This is Shane and Rhonda's last Sunday with us at Greenville Oaks. Uh, Shane has served as one of our elders for... It seemed like a day or two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for over 10 years. And uh, they, they have come and been a blessing to our church family from, from the moment they got here. It wasn't like they were new or strangers or anything. They just got in and started working and serving and caring for people. Uh, and whether you've been involved in our benevolence ministry or our, uh, our hope class or so many different things, your lives have undoubtedly been touched by, by Shane and Rhonda. Uh, whether you have had direct encounter with them or just indirectly because of their contribution to our leadership team. We have all been blessed incredibly by, by what they have done. We have a plaque. It says, Greenville Oaks Church of Christ gratefully honors Shane and Rhonda Gower in appreciation for using your gifts and talents in shepherding our church family and forever blessing our lives. We continually remember before God our Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. I didn't want to mess this up, so I wrote it down. Uh, it's kind of funny when, um, when I tell somebody that we're moving to Canton, Texas, I get one of two reactions. One is some folks will look at you and they say, wow, that is so cool. That is the neatest thing I have ever heard in my life. Congratulations. And the other group look at me like I just crawled off of a spaceship that landed from outer space. So what in the world are you thinking? Uh, and actually I think both of those responses are pretty, uh, pretty legitimate, um, you know, on one side of it is uh, Ron and I, uh, you know, East Texas was our first home when we got out of college. We lived there for 11 years. All our kids were born there. Uh, we really enjoyed it out there. Um, you know, personally, I've always kind of wanted to live somewhere that was off the, the beaten path, off the main road. I, I don't ever remember not wanting to do that. Uh, so it's kind of an opportunity there. Rhonda and I have talked about it a lot in the last few years. We might like to go back to East Texas someday. We just didn't think it would happen this soon. Um, we thought it would be a few years down the road, but an opportunity kind of dropped in our laps, and um, we didn't expect it, and we didn't anticipate it. It kind of happened. and it's, We don't know why for sure, but it, it really looks to us like God has opened a lot of doors to make this happen. And so here we go. Um, but with, uh, you know, with everything like this, uh, there are trade-offs. 
uh, <laughs> we were in Canton last week, and uh, I had to go by the hardware store. It was a little bit after 6 p.m., and I had to pick up some stuff for the house. And uh, the hardware store was closed. <laughs> um, there, there, there's no Starbucks. There's no Target. There's, there's no lots of things in, in Canton, Texas. Uh, there are a lot of conveniences that we've grown accustomed to in the last few years that uh, we're going to miss, I'm sure. Uh, but, you know, when you start thinking about being here and the fact that, uh, you know, we've been here 19 years, uh, you know, all our kids were baptized, you know, either in this building or the one down the street, uh, you know, and all the people that we know here and love here and all the experiences we've shared here, that's, that's a big trade-off. That's a big one. Uh, to say that this church has been a big part of our lives would be a, a huge understatement. Uh, there's no way that, that we can put into words how we feel about this place and how we feel about everybody here. And we just want to thank you for being encouraging and being supportive and loving us and being a blessing to us um, all these years. Now, we have seen a lot of great things here at this church, but I really am convinced that uh, Greenville Oak's greatest days lie ahead of it. Um, this church has a great mission. Uh, we have folks who are dedicated to that mission, and I, I believe we're headed in a very positive direction. Um, very excited about that. And, uh, you know, we'll be back here from time to time, and I have no doubt we will see God doing some great things in this place. Uh, just uh, pray that the Lord bless you and keep you, uh, and thank you very much. Let's gather around them. We're going to take a moment and pray for Shane and Rhonda as they make this transition and uh, pray God's blessing upon them. Let's pray together. Father, we're in awe of you and the way that you work in our lives. We're reminded over and over again of the great blessings that we experience. One of the blessings that I personally have had is to have opportunity to serve with Shane and uh, listen to his wisdom and be encouraged by him, and that's just been a wonderful blessing to me personally. Father, I pray for Shane and Rhonda as they make this transition in their, li in their lives. God, I pray that you will watch over them and protect them and give them peace. May your mercies be new every morning with them. Father, I pray that you will uh, help them find a, uh, a church family that will embrace them and in which they can serve you in, in powerful, significant ways. God, I just pray that uh, you will walk with them every step of the way and your blessing will be upon them. Father, thank you for the time that they have been here, for the uh, service that they have rendered to you, for the glory they have brought you. We give you thanks. Father, bless them and keep them in all that they do. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen.
God. Please be seated. Jerry Smith. I've had a couple people ask me, yes, this is a tie. (laughs) And it's not a clip on, I'm proud of that. I like to ask Kevin and Merle and Bethany and Amanda to come up behind me and also invite the elders to begin your your workout again to, to come up and join us as well. We're here to uh, celebrate the work of these four people and celebrate the the Stephen ministry here at Greenville Oaks. Uh, The front page article on the bulletin gives a lot of detail about the Stephen ministry, so I won't go back through all that. But I did want to highlight that the Stephen ministry is designed for you and your neighbors and your coworkers and your friends because the one thing that all those people have in common is that life sometimes gets hard. In the Stephen ministry, it's designed to provide one-to-one, confidential, Christian care. People to walk beside, talk to, listen, pray with. When difficult things happen, when all these negative emotions happen, like loneliness, anxiety, fear, guilt, grief, anger, just being out of control, all these different things can happen to anybody. And... The Stephen Ministry is here to help with you. A couple weeks ago, Matt reminded us of serving others and and going out into the community and and being missional. 
And another aspect of that that I'd like to touch on are all the pastoral ministries here at Greenville Oaks that help do that in a different way. From career solutions to benevolence to Hope Class to James Group to Stephen Ministry, uh, people stand ready to engage not only the people sitting here in this room, but your friends, neighbors, and coworkers as well. And it's simple to do. If someone is, you're having lunch with someone at the office and um, they're talking about how they're having a lot of marital struggles and, and their wife has moved out, invite them to come with you on Wednesday night to Hope Class. And the people in Hope Class then will take care and, and love on those people. And you don't have to do anything other than, than to bring them. Or if you're, you're talking to someone and they're really struggling because uh, they have a strong faith, but their grown adult children don't really have much use for God. Ask them if someone from the church office can call them about a Stephen minister because no one needs to walk through that valley all by themselves. Simple to do, but it does cost you something. It costs you to reach out and to touch someone, but I think that's okay because I think that's what Jesus had in mind was that we get invested in people's lives. And that's what Kevin, Merle, Amanda, and Bethany have decided to do is go through a lot of training, a lot of reading, a lot of studying, a lot of practice to help prepare them to touch people's lives. And they join the other Stephen ministers in that uh, because it's something that God has put on their heart and that's who they are as someone who wants to go ahead and get their hands dirty and to spend a lot of time helping other people. And I really appreciate them for doing that. So, I'd like to ask you guys, if you are willing to commit yourself to serving in the Stephen ministry for this church. Thank you. God bless you for your decision. And John? It's always fun to watch God work. And I remember several years ago when God placed uh, this ministry on the heart of Jerry Smith and and he had this vision and this dream uh, to have this ministry uh, at this church. And lo and behold, sometime later it, uh, it was fleshed out and here we are today. And so I find it interesting, uh, to me the interesting part about this is that, uh, you know, even several years ago, uh, Jerry, because of his heart, uh, was loving God, serving, uh, loving people and serving others. And it just kind of amazes me how much uh, this ministry, which has been going on for several years, so, so closely aligns with the vision that God has placed on our hearts recently. And uh, a number of lives uh, have been touched uh, because of this ministry, uh, are being touched, and will be touched uh, in the future. Uh, this is a very important part, uh, of, and that's not to put uh, something over uh, another ministry at this church, but the things that these folks do are very, very important. Uh, we can't uh, minimize uh, what they do, and uh, certainly we appreciate it. But now let, <clears throat> let's spend some time in prayer uh, about this. Father God, we're thankful for this day, and Father, we're thankful that we can be here this morning, uh, and we can honor that we can uh, commission these Stephen ministers and Father, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for Jerry and for his heart. And we know that out of his heart and his compassion uh, for hurting people, uh, that this ministry uh, was born. Uh, and we're thankful for the work that has been done 
uh, is being done as we speak and will be done uh, in the future. And Father, I want to thank you for these four uh, that have uh, committed to do this. And Father, it is not just a commitment. Uh, It's a real sacrifice. And we want to just say thank you uh, for them and for their hearts, uh, for the training that they've undergone, and for the care and for the compassion uh, that they have for people and their desire uh, to walk alongside those people uh, during those rough patches. And, Father, we, we're a needy congregation, and we know that you uh, will bless uh, these four with abundant opportunity to serve and uh, that uh, the kingdom will grow as a result of uh, them walking along beside those that are hurting. And, Father, we're just thankful for them and for their hearts and for their commitment. It's in the name of Jesus we offer this prayer. Amen. This morning, we come as a church family, and we gather around the table of the Lord that was prepared for us by God. We all have a place here, and if you're a guest with us this morning, you may or may not know that this is part of our practice, but we do this every week because we remember the sacrifice of Jesus. We remember his body that was broken, uh, and we take the bread uh, that that reminds us of that broken body on the cross, and we drink uh, a fruit of the vine uh, in a cup that will be passed around, and that reminds us of the blood that was shed for us. And we take time to remember. We take time to be grateful. We take time to uh, sort of examine our lives and uh, see the way that God has poured his rich uh, grace and mercy upon us. We invite all believers to join us uh, as we take this cup. But before, uh, before I say a prayer for the bread and for the cup here in just a moment, I want us to sing this song that will further prepare us for this time together. Come to the table of mercy. Come to the table of mercy, prepared with the wine and the bread. All who are hungry and thirsty, come and your souls will be fed. Come at the Lord's invitation, receive from God hands eat of the bread of salvation drink of the blood of the lamb come to the table of mercy commune with your father Join with the Son and the Spirit, feast with his family of love. Come at the Lord's invitation.
Spirit is calling you. Take of his blood and his body. Take your salvation anew. This is a constant reminder that Jesus arose from the dead. Since we are kindred of Jesus, we know that heaven's ahead. Come at the Lord's invitation. Commune to our family and worship God and Christ Jesus the Son. Why don't you come at the Lord's invitation, receive from his nail-scarred hand, eat of the bread of salvation. Drink of the blood of the Lamb. Eat of the bread of salvation. Drink of the blood of the Holy Father, we come, and as believers, we gather at this moment in this place. We gather at this table that's been prepared for us, just for each and every one of us. And Father, we remember the great price that was paid that allowed us to be here with you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his sacrifice. We thank you for his body that was broken, for the blood that was shed. And as we eat and as we drink together, that is in the forefront of our hearts and our minds. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
Let's take our offering together as we sing our next song. If you're a guest with us today, all we ask of you during this time is just to drop that registration card that's found in your bulletin, tear it out at the perforated edges, and drop it in. That would be a blessing to us. Let's sing together. Offering. The sun cannot compare to the glory of your love. There is no shadow in your presence. No mortal man would dare to stand before your throne, before the Holy One of Heaven. It's only by your blood, and it's only through your mercy, Lord, I come. I bring an offering of worship to King, no one on earth deserves the praises that I sing. Jesus, may you receive the honor that you're due. Oh Lord, I bring an offering to you. The sun cannot compare to the glory of your shadow in your presence. No mortal man would dare to stand before your throne, before the Holy One of Heaven. And it's only by your blood, 
And it's only through your mercy, Lord, I come. I bring an offering of worship to my King. No one on earth deserves the praises that I sing. Jesus, may you receive the honor that you're due. sing this next song. Our children can be dismissed to children's worship. Both of our children's worship areas are on the north side of our building. My right, your left, just follow the crowd. There'll be some folks to help you along the way. And uh, I'd also like to ask all of our elders and the preaching minister search team to come forward as we sing together. Let's stand and sing a new anointing. This is the season for a new anointing. This is the season for a fresh outpouring. Let the sons and daughters of the King of Glory may arise and shine. Let the sons and daughters of the King of Glory may arise and shine as we declare. This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. In the beginning God created and for pleasure all creation sings. Every son and daughter of the King of glory now arise and shine. Every son and daughter of the King of glory now arise and shine as we declare this is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let your This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has King of glory.
is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. Please be seated. Let's uh, begin this portion of our time together in prayer. Father, we are indeed joyful that uh, this is the day that you've made, and Father, we uh, thank you for gathering each and every one of us as a part of the Greenville Oaks Church family. Thank you for how you've grown and challenged us to continue becoming more like Jesus, individually and as a church body. Thank you for those who have led us throughout the years, and especially for Keith, who has powerfully led us through the preaching of your word for the past 20 years. We thank you for the clarity that you're bringing to our understanding of why we're here, that we're here for something so much bigger than ourselves, so beyond how we do things in corporate worship assemblies or our personal comfort or preferences or even our limited abilities. Father, we want to be effective as your ambassadors to share your love and reconciliation with a very broken world. We want to own your call to love you, to love people, those that are like us, and those so very much unlike us, and to serve everyone out of our love for you. Father, our entire church leadership team feels an awesome responsibility to guide and shepherd your church at Greenville Oaks. And we thank you for helping us recognize more than a year ago that the time was right for a strong new voice to challenge, inspire, and equip all of us through powerful preaching and effective leadership. Many of us have been praying for the past year that you lead us to the man you've prepared to be our next preaching minister. And now we thank you for doing just that in ways that were so, so very clear. Now this morning, as we uh, announce who you've led us to, I ask that you help us communicate clearly and also that everyone here and those who may listen later will join us in the exciting expectation of what you have in store for Greenville Oak's role in your kingdom. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Uh, My name is Rex Taylor. I'm uh, one of 11 elders of the Greenville Oaks Church, and I'm honored to kick off our announcement of who God has called to be our next preaching minister. In just a couple of minutes, Jose, who's the chairman of our selection team, is going to briefly explain the journey toward hiring a new preaching minister and announce who he is. Then a few members of our selection team will share their personal testimony about how they've experienced God leading toward that decision. Then Greg Kaufman, another one of our elders, 
We'll share a few thoughts and close our time together in prayer. But first, it is really important that you understand the foundation on which this whole process was built. Last July, the elders formed the selection team that's seated behind me. They're an amazingly diverse, talented, and dedicated team that has represented and served you guys very well. Almost 11 months ago, we charged them to find the right preaching minister and leader who would, as I prayed just a minute ago, challenge, inspire, and equip Greenville Oaks to fulfill our mission and vision. The selection team took this challenge very seriously. They carefully studied and came to fully embrace the direction laid out in our Go Boldly action plan. As a result, finding the men whose personal vision best aligned with ours became their primary objective. And as it turned out, our vision was one of the main reasons all three of our top candidates were even interested in talking with us. Sometimes we tend to use the term vision to broadly encompass uh, mission, vision, directional approach, and specific plans. Our specific mission is not terribly differentiating, and it shouldn't be. Uh, It may be said in different ways, but basically all churches are called to love God, to love people, and serve others. What's unique and attracted our top candidates is our commitment to an outward focus, to becoming a church that has a passion for serving and reaching those not yet a part of the church. Our vision to see God transforming the communities we live in by restoring relationships between people and God and between one another and by building strong families is huge. We want to make a real difference in our communities and for the kingdom of God. I believe, and I know everyone on this stage believes, that God has led us to the preaching minister and leader whose personal vision is in lockstep with ours. We are convinced that the man Jose will introduce to you in a couple of minutes will help us realize our vision and expand the borders of his kingdom. Now I'll turn it over to Jose. Morning, church. You know, you know, no matter how many times you rehearse this, it never prepares you enough so bear with me and uh, first of all we want to thank you and express our gratitude uh, for your prayers during our journey to find a new preaching minister your prayers have supported us uh, during the ebb and flow of this uh, process of the selection process now uh, I want to state something for you guys before I announce the new preaching minister I would ask that everyone wait until after 2 p.m. today uh, before communicating news about our new preaching minister. His church will be told today, but because of time difference, we want to ensure that they hear it from their congregation and not from any of us. So, uh, so please wait until after 2 p.m. today before uh, using things like social media, uh, text messages, phone calls uh, to uh, share the news about our new preacher. And uh, we ask this because we know in today's age that we live in news travels extremely fast. Uh, just as an anecdote, I know that announcements have been made and 
text messages have flown, and before you know it, people know what, what has happened, and we want to be sensitive to uh, the other church uh, today. Now, as Rex mentioned, there will be some uh, testimonies, a few testimonies today that are shared about our new preacher, but we have also compiled, compiled 11 letters written by each member of the selection team. These letters share in greater detail our testimony, and they will be, be made available to you uh, from the website to download off the leadership page. In fact, uh, if you look at the home page, you see about, I believe Rex, it's on the about and leadership uh, link there, and uh, you'll be able to download that uh, a little later today. Uh, the letters, there are some printed copies that are available after the service in the foyer uh, that uh, you guys can also use. Um, our hope is that uh, you will find these letters helpful and encouraging. I would also invite you to reach out to any of the members of the selection team or our elders if you want to learn more about our journey. And I'll just say that even the letters that have been written, although we believe meaningful, uh, don't capture everything that we've been through and uh, God has led us through. Um, earlier this year, our journey took us down to three candidates. And uh, prior to the team interviews, when we were doing these full team interviews with our candidates, we met with some of our elders to revisit the key qualities that we were looking for in uh, a preaching minister. Now, we had already spent time getting to, to know and become familiar with the vision because that was the foundation. Uh, but the meeting with our elders led us to seek a candidate that not only was aligned with our vision, but would also be the best communicator and leader of that vision. The preaching minister must engage, inspire, and influence our church towards the vision of bringing new believers into the body of Christ that meets here in this building, the church that we call Greenville Oaks. We need to be a church that is both edifying its existing members and bringing new believers into the kingdom of God. Each man we interviewed was a very gifted preacher, and we were privileged to interview each of them. However, we know that Colin Packer is the man that God has selected for Greenville Oaks. Out of all our candidates, Colin Packer is the strongest visionary and catalyst um, for leadership. He best expressed the vision that God has placed on his heart. That vision is closely aligned with ours uh, and uh, the one that God has given to us. His leadership approach is both uh, driven and collaborative. The collaborative aspect fits well with the approach that our elders and ministers value. Very early on, Colin knew that the Lord had called him to preach. Um, very early on, uh, Colin knew that the Lord had called him to preach. And during his time at ACU, Colin actually pursued four different internships, three of which <clears throat> were preaching-oriented. This is at a time when no such thing as a preaching internship existed. Colin simply took, a, took it upon himself to reach out to preachers like Prentice Metter to help him get experience. Colin holds a bachelor's degree, uh, a bachelor's of arts degree in Christian ministry and a master of divinity from ACU. He has been serving as the lead minister of the Littleton Church of Christ in Colorado for the last six years. I want to pause right there. I know you guys are... Uh, looking at Colin's picture up there, and um, I want to just take a, a moment. Um, 
one of the things I wanted to get across to you guys is, is I know that, you know, uh, you might think that Colin is pretty young. You might think that call, hiring a young preacher is a risky move. But I'm going to testify to you what I've testified to the elders and to the ministers. Um, and that is that um, the risk isn't hiring a 30-year-old preacher. The risk is not taking the steps necessary to achieve the vision that Greenville Oaks has been called to. Uh, We are called to go and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God's vision for Greenville Oaks is the real risk. The challenge now for all of us is to join God in that vision. I know Colin will lead Greenville Oaks in that vision. I'd like to turn it over to one of our elders, Steve Roseberry, as we continue our time of testimony. I think one of the most astounding parts of this for me personally was after months of sifting and sorting through candidates, listening to a mountain of sermons. I have to confess, I think I'm overdosed on sermons right now. Uh, Hearing what others said about the candidates and then compiling a huge amount of notes that came from our own interviews, we had a list that was shortened to three. And it was time to choose one from the three that remained on our list. The team had been praying and fasting all day. And the evening came, it was time to submit our list of one through three ranked to our choices. I fully expected to come to the meeting that followed that mail-in vote, having to defend my choice. And then we would move through a series of runoff votes if I could use a political term. And instead, there was no need. There was no defending. There was no debating. There was no compromise. The vote had been unanimous. Different people with different perspectives, with different backgrounds, with different needs, had all come together and over a period of nine, ten months by that point in time, recognized one person that had come to the top as the person that we wanted to uh, call to ministry. That could be only one thing. God had been at work in the process. That of itself was the most powerful evidence of God's participation, guidance, and even his selection as it touched my heart through the entire process. But there are also a number of secondary evidences of God's hand on the process that I could mention. God used this process to ingrain within all of us the deep sense of Greenville Oak's mission and vision for reaching out in this community. Not only were we exposed to our vision, we began to have opportunities to experience how that vision might be fulfilled in our own personal lives. For me, for example, God opened a door to communicate with a person that I had not talked to in over five years and to begin discipling him. I had met him a few years before, had the opportunity to get to know him a little bit and even performed a wedding for he and his wife. But we had not talked in five years. And suddenly, he wanted to visit with me and we began a journey of talking about and understanding God again for his life. About a Four weeks before we came to this vote, 
God gave me the privilege of coming to this church building and baptizing him into Christ. Others on the team told stories of their own encounters with people in the community that they had God conversations with. God was at work showing us the vision he had for our church. And then he brought Colin, a, Colin who, uh, a person who came into our presence who had similar hopes, similar dreams about reaching a community. During the interview, Colin talked about his own experience of God convicting him of the need to be focused on making disciples in his own community. That's when the vision took on substance in our own conversations. It was a confirmation that God will bless and use Greenville Oaks to go on mission in our community in the months and the years ahead. I can only say with Rex, I believe the best days are yet to come for our church. Colin was the youngest of our candidates, but he immediately struck me as one who's mature beyond his years. It didn't take long to recognize that his vision aligned with ours and that he could be an effective catalyst in carrying it out. He literally lives and breathes loving God, loving people, and serving others. He is passionate about reaching those who don't know Christ. He literally lights up when he talks about it. I found him compelling and inspiring before I ever met him. We watched and listened to many of his sermons, and then I met him. And I realized that translates to all areas of his life, in his teaching, in his conversation. He's motivating, challenging, inspiring. He had a teaching moment with us. In the second interview, we had a a point in the afternoon where he got up and went to the board to illustrate a point. And one by one, we all stopped taking notes, put our pens down, and leaned in because we didn't want to miss a word. I couldn't help but think about how the crowds reacted to Jesus. They were amazed because he taught as one who had authority. Now, I'm not saying that Colin walks on water. We did consider taking him to the baptistry just to check. (laughs) But God has obviously gifted him with the ability to inspire and reach people in a way that resonates. Timing was another indication that Colin was our man. Timing ruled out some of our other candidates. It just wasn't the right time for them. And despite a great desire of Colin and Holly's to move their family back to Texas, they had turned down some previous offers because either the opportunity or the timing were not right. When our call came, they were. Actually, I think the timing, God's timing, started way before that. From the time Colin's parents chose his name. He's named for one of his ancestors, Colin McKinney. Does that sound familiar? We derive the name of our county and our county seat from this man, And I have to tell you, I I attended a family wedding last night. I woke up in Mineola this morning, and I had to smile as I drove into Collin County and saw the sign entering Collin County. 
Colin McKinney was an early pioneer, politician, preacher, and church planter in this area. Could it be that God is bringing his namesake back to this area to continue the kingdom work for, in the words of Mordecai, such a time as this? I'm absolutely convinced that God has chosen Colin for us. I know that he's been preparing and equipping him for the work here, and I can hardly wait for him to get here. I have the privilege of reading the testimony of my teammate, Crystal Spencer, who has a wonderful testimony our team wanted to share, but she has lost her voice this morning. So, as we examined each candidate, and by that, I mean trust us, we left no page unturned in the endless hours we spent learning or stalking these men. It became obvious that we had more than one qualified man. I realized I needed a tool to use as a measure in making my decision. So as we entered the final round of interviews, I wrote down five names. Each name represented someone in my life that I would listen through their ears to see if I thought that candidate could reach them. Colin was the only one who checked off all five. The first is a young family member who has never wavered in her faith but hasn't attended a Church of Christ since she left for ACU. She has been an active member in many Bible churches, yet represents the generation who sees churches of Christ as old school, not applicable to real-life situation, situations, and desires a more experiential encounter on Sunday mornings. Could Colin reach that group of people graduating from college and looking for a church home? Yes. His preaching style is very direct and challenging, while also acknowledging the many life issues we are walking into church with. Plus, Colin has a social media presence that includes posts and blogs that take Sunday's lesson and challenge you to deepen your understanding throughout the week. The second is an older family member who has been doing church for a long time. From the outside, he is very involved and seems to have it all perfectly together, but on the inside, struggles with addictions that no one knows about. He separates his church life from his real life. He has never seen the benefit of living in real community that carries each other's burdens and offers accountability in a loving way. Is this older man going to listen to anything this young buck is going to say? You bet. First off, the genuine, authentic disposition Colin has creates a level of trust that is moving. In just our brief time together, his desire to eliminate the misconception that you have to believe and behave before you belong was obvious. Colin has a deep-rooted passion to reach those who don't know the real Jesus, the ones outside the church walls, and the ones within. The third person was me. I'm someone who likes to constantly grow in my faith, and I'm not content with status quo, but I'm also busy like everyone else and need to be reminded of my God-given purpose. I'm excited about the vision and would be disappointed if it didn't happen. Can Colin motivate me to move? Oh, yeah. There are still things he said that day that I can't get out of my mind. It will not be hard for Colin to embrace our vision because it is part of who he is. It's a natural fit, and because of that, I know he will challenge us to see it happen. The fourth person is a dear friend, like a sister, who lives a moral life but isn't a church person. There are too many rules that she knows she couldn't follow. Will Colin be able to reach her? Yes, with my help. 
First, Colin is very aware of the hurdles we place before non-believers and feels a burden to reach them. Second, Colin desires to grow a church that uses life events as opportunities to show Jesus, not just having a goal to get them to church on Sunday. The fifth is my son, the one I will do anything for. The one that my husband and I pray daily will choose to follow the Lord on his own one day. Do I trust Colin to come alongside me and be a guiding role model in Sutton's life? Without a doubt. He is a man of integrity who is in the trenches of raising little ones right there with many of us. Colin has a deep heritage in the Church of Christ, one that is obviously cherished and appreciated. At the same time, he acknowledges that many are leaving churches in general and deeply desires to help the Church of Christ be culturally relevant in the lives of our next generation. As I listened to Colin that day, I couldn't help but think, I want to be a part of what he's dreaming. Thank you, Christopher. <laughs> I love this church. I've given the last 20 plus years of my life uh, to serving as, as a preaching minister here. And I have been so blessed to be, to be in that role. I've also been blessed to be a part of this team over the last year. Uh, it's an amazing group of people with an incredible dedication. Uh, we can be very, very grateful for what they have done. And I believe what they have done is find the person that God had chosen to be the next preaching minister and lead this church. And I believe without a doubt that's Colin Packer. God has given Colin the gifts and abilities to help us move to the next level of our vision and become what he is calling us as a church and us as individuals to be. His age belies the experience and the gifts and the abilities that he has that I believe will help us recognize the challenges that we will encounter as we move toward that vision and navigate the process of, of going there. The experiences he has in education, in training situations, and in serving as the minister for a really good church have, have very well equipped him to do just that. His passion for reaching out to those who are outside of Christ, those who need to find Christ and become in relationship with him, I think will convict and inspire all of us and be an incredible factor in where we go and how God moves us toward his glory. His gift of preaching is outstanding and it continues to grow stronger. His ability to communicate the message of God's kingdom in a way that is understandable and very engaging is really, really effective and a delight. The humility of his personal approach complements the boldness of his vision and preaching. He has a collaborative style and a teamwork approach that are well suited to leading and developing 
uh, our ministry staff and our entire leadership team. Uh, in no way would I suggest that Colin Packer is some kind of super saint or perfect preacher. That would be a disservice to him and to our church. As all of us who are afflicted with the human condition, he has, he has shortcomings and he makes mistakes. But a humble attitude allows him to respond to those situations in a very healthy way and allows him to work past and through obstacles in a way that gets us where we need to go, I believe, where we need to be for God's glory. I am extremely thankful that Colin Packer has been selected as the next preaching minister for Greenville Oaks and am excited to work alongside him and to be a part of the team that leads this church into the next phase. Can we put up the picture of Colin's family? I want to introduce you to the, the Packer family. Colin, Holly, Maddox, Addison, and I think about three weeks old, Brooklyn. Uh, they will be joining us in the month of August. Colin's first preaching date is August the 10th, and we're looking forward to that. We tell a story around here about uh, a time in the late 90s when the congregation decided that it wanted to grow, could not in its current location a couple of blocks north of us, and the work day after we made the decision as a congregation to look for property and to grow, this property became available at 50 cents on the dollar. And we were contacted about it. We knew that was a God event. A month and a half ago, roughly, when the elders met with the preaching selection team and they told us that they were unanimous on their first ballot, that is a God event I'll be telling for a long time. God is good. This selection team has worked hard and served us well in allowing them to be led by the Spirit they have the undying gratitude of this eldership, and I would like for us to thank them now. Thank you. 
Rick spoke about the vision. We, we talked about it all morning. There are two reasons that that statement and our vision is important to us and real. One is we've known for a while that we needed to learn to grow by reaching people outside us. Fifteen years ago, we knew this congregation would grow because growth was happening in Allen. We would get transfer growth, but that growth would pass Allen and we would stop growing that way. And we needed to become outward focused and reach people to stay healthy. Another way to put it is that we needed to become a congregation that fulfilled God's great commission to reach those that need Jesus and make them disciples. And if we are that congregation, we will be healthy for a long time. That's reason number one. Reason number two, over the years, we've had a number of people come to our elders or to our ministers and make a heart-rending statement. And the statement is, I've been in church all my life. I've been at Greenville Oaks for quite a while. Perhaps it was somebody that grew up here. But my life is falling apart and church does not help. And we are convicted that we need to be a church that is not about doing church right, but about helping people in relationship with God, become more like God so that they can do life right. That's what our vision's about. We need your help. We need for you to understand, to work with us, to tell us when our communication's not clear so that the vision can be yours. Internalize it. Make it yours. We have good things that have gone on this year. The, Stephen, the new Stephen ministers are wonderful. That's right in the center of the target. Our focus on families or our um, faith at home to help families grow, the Habitat for Humanity, Mission Collin County, find your place. There will be other opportunities. Internalize the vision, make it yours. And a way to start that is to welcome the Packers when they arrive. And as Colin begins preaching, and especially as he begins challenging us, challenging us with a vision, join us, find your place in it, make it yours. That's our prayer and our request. We've had a wonderful day. Let's close in prayer to the Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. The thanks today is long. I thank you for the new Stephen ministers. I ask that you bless them in their ministry. Bless the people that they will minister to. That through this ministry, they can be closer to you and more like you and handle the struggles of this life with your strength. I thank you for Shane and Rhonda and what they have meant to us 
what they've meant to me, their example. And I pray that you bless them as they transition. Take care of them. Provide for them still. I thank you for this selection team, for showing yourself in them, in the process, in what the, has come about. I thank you for Colin and Holly and their family, for how you've brought them and prepared them, the experiences and the growth they've had, for readying them for this time, this place, and this vision. Bless their transition. And I pray especially, Heavenly Father, for the Littleton congregation in Colorado as they hear the news today that you help them through the transition, that you bless them, you let them know how much they are loved by you, and you provide for their needs in all forms of ministry. Bless Greenville Oaks in pursuit of your will for what we should be. Bless our families to remain strong. Bless the marriages and bless the efforts to impart lasting, saving faith in our children and our teens. And bless us in reaching and serving our community. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You are God. You are our Redeemer. Thank you for making us yours. In the name of Jesus, your Son, our Lord, we ask it. And amen. Let's not dismiss just yet. There is one thing that we want to be able to show before we go. We've got a 45-second clip of Colin. Uh, he's... Uh, he's speaking at the ACU Summit or ACU Lectures, what used to be Summit is what used to be ACU Lectures, and a keynote speaker, I believe, uh, last year, or maybe two years ago. Anyhow, 45-second clip. Let's watch it together. We worship a Savior who is after us. This is the God we worship. This is the husband who jealously searches for his bride. I don't care how unfaithful you've been. I don't care what sins you've committed or what deep and dark lies in your past. I don't know what happened this weekend, but let me tell you this. Our God is a jealous God, and he will not give up on his people. He is a God who will continue to search for you. There is no place you can go that he will not continue his desire and his search and his journey to have you back as his bride. Because he is a God of steadfast love of Hesed. That's the story of the God we worship. And this is good news. This is the best news. Amen. It is good news that he will be bringing us each week. God bless. Have a great day.